0: Welcome back to Geeking Out over Star Wars. My name is Zachary. I'm your host, joined by my co-host, as always, Shamari. Shamari, you ready to talk some Star Wars?
1: Absolutely. Always ready to talk Star Wars. Um, And this should be be a good episode because I have a lot of very positive things to say, so I'm excited.
0: (laughs) I feel like we're both generally positive people. Like I said, we rarely are on opposite sides of the fence when it comes to anything, Um, but... I don't have any of your thoughts so far on what we are set to talk about today. Um, So that's exciting. Uh, This is Geeking Out Over Star Wars, where we do just that. We geek out over Star Wars. Kind of regularly. We're hoping regularly. Shamari and I meet. um, And we just talk about all things going on in the galaxy far, far away. That's new book releases. That's new TV shows. Episode drops. Movie drops. (laughs) Haha, yeah, movies, sure. Um, And anything and everything in the Galaxy Far, Far Away uh, canon. Canon, canon, canon. We haven't really touched Legends, though. Maybe we will at some point. Um, That could be something. But today is a shorter episode, more of a review episode. We're going to be talking about Mission to Disaster, which is the first book, though, second book, really. It really depends on how you look at it. In the Wave 3, of phase one of the high republic uh so that was a mouthful but it is a middle grade novel we're excited to talk about it um and we will get right to that uh if you like what you're if like what you hear um if please follow us subscribe anywhere you get your podcast spotify apple amazon we appreciate it um like i said star wars content as regularly as possible uh anyway Getting into it, because this is really a shorter episode, but I am excited to get your thoughts on this because I will say upfront, mission to Disaster is my favorite of the middle grade novels. What are your what are your brief, quick thoughts before we dive into it?
1: Um, I agree. Um, I would agree with that. I think this this middle grade novel felt like it had the most um stakes. And Um, and I think it was, I think it was probably the best pace also. Um, and it felt very serious and mature for a middle grade novel, which I always appreciate. Uh, so yeah, this is, I would say this is probably my favorite of them as well. I like this one, I actually like this novel more than Justina Ireland's last novel, um, which I believe was actually a YA novel, and... Uh, but I actually like this one more than that one. But this this was very good. I, I enjoyed this very much.
0: I would actually have to agree. I think that I would say Mission Disaster is better than Out of the Shadows. For me, I better's the wrong word. I enjoyed it more than Out of the Shadows. Yeah. One of the things I did love about Out of the Shadows was the characters. Right. I think she has a big yeah. handle on the characters. She's pretty much well, she's pretty much shaped and that's Vernestra. That's Imri. Those go back to that's Avon. Those are characters she goes back. To with the first middle grade novel with out of uh, with a test of courage, so that's something I think she carries over into Out of the Shadows, and then she carries over even more so here um, in Mission to Disaster as she gets to focus on Vernestra and Emery and Avon Staros and a bunch of other characters. Um, Yeah, I would say yeah, this is it felt the most mature out of all the middle grade novels. I didn't the other ones you can kind of tell that you're reading something meant for a younger audience. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Star Wars is for everyone, and I've enjoyed them, whether they're young white, young adult novels, middle grade, adult novels, it doesn't matter. All ages, it's great. Um, but this has felt the most mature, um, more so than the rest. It also felt the most expansive. The other ones felt very contained to a specific planet or a place, right? We, we raced to Crash Point Tower, was on Vallo at the Republic Fair, um a test of courage was on that one moon where they, where they were stranded with the Nile after the ship exploded. So this one goes back and forth to a couple different places. Starlight, Dalna, um, they, you have Vernestra and Emory on another planet training at first. So this one goes back and forth. It's the most expansive. So I would, I would agree. I'd say this is definitely my favorite of the middle grade novels. Um, so I guess we can. I I kind of want to go into some of the stuff that happens. We can give a g- quick recap. There's obviously it's a shorter book, um, so yeah. we can we can split this up. But there's a lot of different things that that I think play into the High Republic going forward, and some things that I, I yeah. that just that Justina Ireland has said um, that f- foreshadows and hints at what's to come in Phase Two, Quest okay. of the Jedi, which mm-hmm. we know takes place 150 years before Phase One. So that's, that's I want to go over through that. Um, so I guess I'll, I'll go over the big stuff that happens, because again, uh, not too much, but it'd be weird if I broke down every single thing. So we know that Avon Staros is, uh, she was introduced in uh, Test of Courage. She is the daughter of Senator Gira Staros. Now she's working on an old kyber crystal, which is Imri's, that she stole after that initial adventure when she's kidnapped by the Nile um and this happens to be happening all over the galaxy it seems but we'll find out that more specifically on the planet Dalna it's been happening a lot of the a lot of the children have been going missing um so something's going on there and we don't know exactly what they're doing meanwhile Vernestra and Imri are are called to help right because there's an attack on Port Helip, which is where Avon was kidnapped um and Vernestra's still getting her her visions and and imri um is really growing as a Padawan, which is really nice after all the all of the tension he's had and the trouble with his his empathic powers. So going yeah. into that beginning, how did you feel?
1: Um, I, I did enjoy that. I'm glad um that they're showing quite frankly, imri particularly um has shown some growth in his. His abilities getting control over his abilities and even throughout the book, they kind of show him being able to knowing how to use it and it not being as much of a struggle for him. Um, which, again, is just a testament to Justina Ireland and her her handle on these characters and showing their growth. Um, so I, I, I already like this this stage that was kind of being set um, from the beginning um so it just it just it just seemed like they had taken a step up even when they were training on the planet and he was trying to jump over the gap and stuff like that they seemed like they they had clearly taken a step up from where they were and i was like okay so this is already good i like this <laughs> um so so yeah that definitely that definitely had me engaged um and i i like the avon character here as well um for a lot of reasons um, but I feel like we're going to get into that later on, but yeah.
0: One of the things that I've really liked about the high Republic stuff is that time has passed. So it's not that right after light of the Jedi in the first wave that, you know, as you would see in comic books, right? Five years in the real world really is only like six months to a, to a year in DC comics and Marvel comics. It doesn't move fast, but in, in this high Republic era, It's been like a year. It's been a year since the Light of the Jedi moments. It it has actually been the same amount of time that has passed in real life as we're reading them. So it gives us the chance to really see these characters grow and to believe their growth. So like you said, with Emery growing and being able to get a handle on his empathic powers, to have Vernestra, who was so anxious about being a master in Out of the Shadows, to really have settled, to still have some of that anxiety, but have settled into her role, was just really nice so as you're reading the beginning of this you can just tell that the characters are settled and I think that gives the book some of its more mature feel these aren't characters that are second guessing themselves anymore they're still making decisions that are important and they still have to they have quandaries and moral quandaries that they have to deliberate but they aren't as anxious or unsure of themselves anymore so I've really I've just really enjoyed the character development of all of them
1: yeah, exactly. Me too. So, so that, I think that has been, that has definitely been a joy. And, and she did a very good job of showing that growth in this book. So that, and so that was really, really well done. Um, and yeah, so I, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing more of that going forward.
0: Now the, so what's happening now, we know Avon was captured. And what they're doing is they're kind of conscripting these children to be part of the Nile. Um, a one of the Tempest runners, Kara Zoo, I believe is how you I don't, is that how because you do the audiobook, is that how it was pronounced?
1: Yeah, that's how, yep, yep. So Kara yep.
0: Kara part of her Tempest, which is very, very small, um, along with one of her, um, with one of the Nile Diva who makes a actual appearance in War of the Bounty Hunters, kind of cool. Uh, she is, um, they're conscripting these kids into service, which is really interesting. But Avon is being conscripted to help with the hyperdrive and sublight engine at first. And then she works with Doctor Macampa. Is that how it's said in the audio yep. book?
1: Macampa. Yeah.
0: Oh, I'm I'm two for two, go me. Um, on some crystals. She's helping to create Nile gas bombs. Um and then working on something that she doesn't know. And we'll get to that later. But she's also using Imri's Kyber Crystal to kinda of throw things off, but we'll get there. But that's on Dalna. So when the Jedi travel to Dalna because they find out that kids have been taken there also, they find out that the Vice President's son Theo was also taken, and we don't know why. But they, the Dalnan people, are very, very hesitant of the Jedi, and so it kind of makes this entire process not as smooth as it should. Now, the one thing that they, they that they reference happened is called the, um, oh man, what I just
1: was it right?
0: Yeah, the Night of Sorrow. That happened over a hundred years and i would if if i'm a betting man i'm going to say that this is going to play a part in quest of the jedi because this is that this, this fits that time frame where they go over 100 years okay 150 years is where the phase 2 is going to take place 150 years before and it's something pretty big right they didn't spend a lot of time but you can tell that it, it things went bad and they lost faith in the jedi and so I'm, i don't even know what to really speculate on But what do you think this is going to play into phase two at all?
1: Um, I don't know. Um, so when I was because my ears definitely perked up as well when I heard about that. So I was like, okay, it's some terrible thing that happened, you know, about 100 or so years ago. Um, so they said that the Jedi were there. And that there was something involved with um, taking readings of, like, the seismic activity or something along those lines. So so something like that was going on, where the Jedi were kind of meddling with that. And I'm guessing, I don't know if these, are, these things are related, but I'm guessing that may have either caused something to happen or played a part in something. Um, so I don't know, honestly. I have no idea. They were very... They're very, of course, they're very sparse on details in terms of what what happened. Um, this planet, Point. I I don't know. It's possible. Um, it's definitely possible. This planet, they they didn't make this planet seem very significant.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah. that's what kind of made me go, oh, okay, so maybe this is just I don't know something that might come up later. But they're not they're not really emphasizing these people that much. Though they, though when we get to the end, you know, we'll we'll see with with all the Nile and everything, the Nile connection, I guess. But they didn't emphasize the this planet and these people very much, so I don't know. I'm like I'm like fifty fifty on it. I mean, it could, but it also could not. It wouldn't surprise me either.
0: It it just felt like that time frame really lined up well, and so this is maybe because, me just pouring over details yeah. too much because that's just what I do. I sit there and scour and see if it could be something that connects. If I, like I said, if I had to put money on it, I'd say it's at least going to be part of it. Like Um, it, there, what I feel like you don't mention, you don't hype up the book saying it's going to have some kind of connection and then drop that timeline and it not be a connection or be some kind of reference. But you're right. We'll see. Um, so Vernestra's on Dalna making her way to Avon. Things aren't going so smoothly. Avon is working with Dr. McCompa on the crystals. Find out that she's actually installing um, a quake machine in in the crust of the, um, of Dalna to kind of set off, uh, uh, well, just to destabilize the crust and, and it could set, you know, set off volcanic activity, which, you know, happens, but we'll get to that point. At the same time, Imri, Imri Kantaro's Padawan to Vernestra heads off to Starlight with the Vice President to try to get Starlight, Avarcris to help and send some kind of contingent, Republic or Jedi, um... And there we get to see a little bit more that they that right now the High Republic comics are showing Avar as someone who is becoming very troubled. Um, I don't know if are you following the comics at all?
1: I have not followed
0: the comics You're in quite a bit. You're killing me. You're killing me. My dude. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I, have, I have to jump you in. Need, you, <laughs> need to you need to get on it, especially as we get to the push the the final arc of the High Republic comics and its connection to Fallen Star. Come on, come on. Okay, yeah. final. All right, I'll, that, that you'll do. I have faith. I have faith. You're better. Th- you're better than me. You told me to read some things and I've never gotten to them. You're better than me. Um, but we go to we find an Avar who was this beacon, right? Beacon of the Jedi and light mm-hmm. of the Jedi, and who has kind of fallen and is exhausted. She, you know, you don't hear much about the Song of the Force. She's having trouble. Sent, you know. She's not cut off, but she's kind of having trouble. She's she feels like she's constantly being hit at every turn by the Nile, and that they're losing so much ground. So she's a little bit desperate right now. Uh, it's something that's explored more in Kevin Scott's uh, High Republic comic proper, but it's definitely something that plays in here. So that was that was nice to see as from a connection standpoint, uh, canon connection standpoint. Um, mm-hmm. So we don't we don't get much. But we find out that the nice little tidbit, and I'll follow it up when we talk about Fallen Star. But we find out that the vice president was attacked in his suite, um, and it's hinted at who it might be, who it might not be, and I won't spoil it right now. Um, it wasn't revealed at all in this book, though, was it? No, no. Right? Mm-hmm. It was. It was Fallen Star. Did you get there? Or are we thinking of the same thing?
1: Well, I'm about. So okay, I'm never gonna...
0: mind. I'm just. I know you're not done, but I know you're like ha- like. Yeah, I'm like.
1: I'm like half through, so I, 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 um,
0: I'm not gonna say anything for yeah. fear of spoiling. How about okay? Yeah, don't I won't say anything. Don't, don't, please don't spoil. <laughs> it's nothing. It's nothing big. But in case you haven't gotten to it, because I can't remember when it's explained in Fallen Star, I won't do it. I'll be safe. Uh, no spoilers for Fallen Star. Only spoilers for Mission to Disaster. So he's attacked. We don't know who. Who? Who could it be? You'll find out. Just read Fallen Star, which everyone should because it's fantastic, and I can't wait to talk about that, and it's huge, but I'm getting off track here. Um, So, they have that on Starlight. They got that situation. So, A- Avon is on Dalna. Vernestra's on Dalna. Vernestra makes her way, and they're able to save Avon, but the Nile, Doom, Dr. Macampa ends up being able to set off the Quake Machine and destabilizes the Crust, uh, destroying it, setting off volcanic activity. And the planet is absolutely doomed. Uh, that's actually not a hyperbole. The planet actually does does yeah. um die. the the planet's destroyed in a in less a less a blow up way. more a environment is ruined for a lot of years, and it'll take a lot of time we'll for people, yeah, yeah, for to people be able to move back. um so, Yeah, Vernestra finds Avon. They rescue her. They're actually able to evacuate most of the big cities. It's a small city, but most of who needs to on an island. And Avars and the rest of the Jedi are actually able to get Starlight Beacon to Dalna, right? It's supposed to have its hyperdrive activated, but it doesn't because there were some things that hadn't come through yet. So it was actually towed by a bunch of um, other ships, including the Halcyon. Which everyone can get, you know, very, can see very soon by the Galactic Star Cruiser experience at Galaxy's Edge at Disney World. Um, So that was a cool little um, business crossover marketing. Um, (laughs) That's what it is. I don't know. During the, it felt a little out of place. During the High Republic anniversary special, um, some guy from like. Disney side of things. Walt Disney talked about like the immersive experience and how it's gonna, you're gonna start to see how it connects with the higher public. And I just kind of, I just kind of had my hand in my head at that point. And I was like, ugh. this, like that's, that's where it felt less like the publishing storytelling and more like the business marketing side of things. And oh, yeah. Just,
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Uh well, yeah. So off track, but that was also a cool little Easter egg in there. They're able to, to- tow their hyper, uh, hyperspace tow. Starlight Beacon to Dalna, which is something they also do in The Fallen Star, or at the beginning, before The Fallen Star, where they um, tow it to Arum? Aram. How do they pronounce it in the book? Irum. Irum, Thank you. Yeah. I- room, um, which is, you know, where disaster, not a disaster takes place, but you also, it's also mentioned in the Hierabolic comic, so I won't go into it. Um, but Dalna's destroyed, but the ends are saved. Everyone's saved. It is a middle grade novel, so not that they can't get dark, but they do generally end up in a better place than a lot of the other novels. That's just, that's just natural. And I think it's okay. Like I like things ending on a, on a, on a nice note and a, and a uplifting note, as opposed to what we get in, well, some of the other novels, Um, some to be talked about later. Uh, But last kind of thing that we see is that Avar recruits for Nestra for a final push against the Nile and to capture Lorna D. Um, So that we see happening in, um, well, in the comics, and we will see the fallout of *Fallen Star*. I think I got everything. That was a, a. I think I got all the big points. Did I miss anything? Is there anything we should talk about?
1: So, so there are, so there are a few things. Um, please and thank you. There are a yes. few things that I that I want to talk about.
0: <laughs> yes, please, please take it oh. away. Let it be yours.
1: So the Nile are recruiting children. So what's up with that? What so is up with that? Yeah, so they're bringing in kids and they're recruiting them to join the Nile like to literally join the Nile and some of these kids are like really young so they're really trying to create like a whole generational thing um, with this group um, I know I guess Markion Rose started early I guess because they did have the flashbacks with him and I haven't read the comic yet but I'm sure they'll go and oh
0: please read it that's another yeah, thing. it's only one yeah. issue
1: yeah, that I'm gonna read probably okay. once we're done re- recording this. Okay, but, okay. you um, should. It's good. Yeah, I, 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 I'm sure it is. Um, but so they're really trying to push this, um, push this Nile thing to be to really lasting a long time, um, and they said they said there were kids from from the inner rim, kids from the outer rim, kids from just about everywhere. Um, so that's so that is pretty crazy. Um, that they're doing that,
0: it's very interesting. And you gotta, I have to wonder if it's like, is it a Marcion? Because I don't remember, I you finished it more recently than I did. Is it a Marquion row led thing? Like, did he was this an order okay. from on top, or is this no, something they that
1: you mentioned him specifically? No,
0: no, see, that's what I'm curious. Is it is it something that's overall the Nile are getting bigger? We also know that while we think that the Nile are. We know that the Nile aren't as gone as we thought they were, that they have dwindled in some numbers. Like, that has been for sure. Um, Even though they're still plenty strong, and you see that in the Fallen Star, they did dwindle in some numbers. So I'm just curious, because we know Kara, Kara Tempest is small. Yvonne says it's small. Um, Hmm. So is it a desperate type thing? Is it something that they are legitimately doing? Because that would be messed up, but it also could lead to something later on.
1: I don't know. Yeah yeah so that's so that's true. That's a good point. So mm. I don't know. um so yeah, that is that is very interesting. Um I also thought I also thought Avon was very good in this book. I liked her much better in this book than I did in the other books that she was in.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. oh, for sure. Yeah. oh, for sure. I you know, I think it's another case of letting characters grow. Exactly. And I think we've had that long time where really she comes off as a child and she is still a child here. Right. A child in a test of courage and then after everything she happens, she has grown. She has learned. Um so I agree with you. I happened, I really liked Avon here.
1: Yeah, Avon was great in this. And you know, the weapon that they make is really kind of a, a horrifying uh, weapon that they make um and you see she's kind of toying with the capabilities of what can be done with the kyber crystal which is a little scary because we know where that eventually leads with the death star and everything like that um and um and i also thought i also like dr mccampa but she has like she's she's very creepy she has these cybernetic enhancements so she's much stronger than a normal person and she does escape too so we don't know what happens to her where she goes what happens so i'm hoping we see her again later on as well
0: the dr McCampa was actually i really enjoyed also and i'm glad that she got out cuz i think that just gives us room in the future for some m- more stories i i did really enjoy her as well and she had that kind of that laser focus on her work but also that mean like that mean streak so you and it's told yeah. a lot through avon's perspective so like how could someone who Love science so much, want to do so much harm, but I think that just makes for such a like, a great villain. Yeah, um, totally. so she was she was a lot of fun to read. Um, there's also uh, a few different jedi that are actually introduced here um for the first time. the Jedi that are on Dalna, and that is Yasek, Gssa, and oh i'm I'm forgetting the how did I I know I wrote this down. I know I wrote this down. How am I forgetting this?
1: I'm honestly, I'm drawing a blank as well. Uh, there, were uh, some, it, there were some good characters though. They, I,
0: yeah, <laughs> they were, they were like, they were, they were, they were side characters. I just yeah. thought we got some pretty, you know, some new Jedi that, that, um, yeah. mm-hmm. which, which was, which was, which is always nice. I was like, you know what it is? I always love more Jedi. I go back to watch, I go to watch any of the star Wars films and I love them all to death. I do. I, I was watching, I was watching episode one. Like the other night, I was like, "Listen, I love, I love all of them, especially." I was also watching it because, like I said, I'm reading Queen's Shadow, so I'm like, I'm actually watching this for Padme and the Handmaidens, you know. But it's there's the height of the Republic, like all the Jedi. I I want to see that on screen. I know,
1: yeah. Don't you? Don't you just want to see all of it? Don't you want to see all of this?
0: Yes, I do want somewhere. to see all this on the screen somewhere. There is all of this. Charles Soule. Charles Soul, in his latest newsletter. I kid you not. Okay, listen. I wasn't planning to talk about this, but because we're spir- spiraling, I'm going to. I'm sorry. Yeah, do it. We're spiraling, and I, <laughs> I, I I, need to go through this. Okay. Uh, Charles Soul. if you don't know, uh, he does a newsletter. I, I I think it's every month. Um. He does a newsletter know. every month. Yeah, I'm I'm that guy. I'm that that loser. Okay, leave me alone.
1: No, please, no, please tell me more about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Um here we go. His in his January newsletter, a large portion of it talks about High Republic. He's also the writer on quite quite a few other things. He's yeah. a novelist, yeah. right? He talked about he just finished his fourth novel. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And I will now read anything he writes out. Um But, and he writes these Star Wars, the ongoing Star Wars comic, which he plans to for at least the rest of the year, if not more. Um, So, he writes, in writing about High Republic, I'm going to just read this this paragraph. And I know we're going off topic. We're supposed to stick to Mission to Disaster, but this is what gets me excited. (laughs) He writes, Light of the Jedi also kicked off the Star Wars, the High Republic mega story for Lucasfilm. He's talking about just the year and a whole of 2021. A huge new era of interconnected storytelling created by me, Justin, Justina Ireland, Claudia Gray, Daniel Jose Older, and Kevin Scott, under the guidance of Michael Sligl- Sliglaine and many awesome people at Lucasfilm. It's since gone on to generate multiple bestsellers, other big projects in the era we created, and then in parentheses he writes, TV, games, animation, etc., And a lot of fan love. I'm so proud of my part in it. So this section is just about High Republic. And he says it's gone on to generate other big projects in the era. In this era that they created. TV, games, and animation. Now, we know one game already, right? Yes. We know Eclipse. And then there's the whole story. You know, a lot about Eclipse that that needs addressing. Outside of the fact that there also seems to be development problems on it. But that's... That's a whole other thing we could do a whole story about if you want. But he says TV and animation. Holy crap. I need to see this on a screen.
1: I know. I agree. So I don't know. I don't know anything about any animation. So I, you think that could be because we were supposed to get another show, another animated project. I don't know. if Filone, was, was Filoni working on it? I feel I like he might have been working on another animated project. We, don't, we have no idea what it is.
0: Well, if he's going to, then go for it. But the one thing I'll say is, as I hope they're all involved, but yes, I, it's possible. We know we're getting acolyte. We know we're getting
1: acolyte. So that is, that is supposedly in the high Republic. That's the TV
0: uh, thing. And they said that's, and when Kathleen Kennedy, when Kathleen Kennedy presented that, it was it D D23 a couple years ago or or was it, was that the, was it the D23 expo or was it, was it the Disney plus day? I can't remember. It was one of those. And. She talked about Acolyte and said it's set in the High Republic towards the end, I think. But yeah. that's still High Republic. It's so yeah. I'll take it. That means some more Jedi. Fine, but yeah. what is this animation and et cetera? Um, what the animation is. Yeah. I want more. I want more TV. I want more animation. Listen, I've given up
1: animation. On, they can do all this in animation.
0: They could. There do are it. no limits. There are no limits. All. The, can you listen? Can you imagine? I'm sorry. Take. Can you imagine the Clone Wars? Right. Seven season of pure awesomeness, right? First couple seasons takes a little while, but once they get into it, pure awesomeness, and all of that storytelling possibility, the expansiveness of it, right? Like how 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 much through the galaxy they can cover that they cover in the Clone Wars, but with the High Republic era.
1: Oh yeah, that would be fantastic. They I just they better not just. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to get you know potential. I don't mean to jinx or anything like that. They better not make this like. A kid adventure. I don't want a kid adventure. I want... I want what we got in The Rising Storm.
0: Yes, yes. I want that
1: animated. (laughs) I don't want...
0: You know what I want? I want seasons three and on for Clone Wars. Right? Three and on. The first two seasons of Clone Wars... And again, like I said, Star Wars was originally meant for kids. And that is okay. That is actually exactly how George Lucas meant
1: it. Yeah, I'm not even saying don't make kids stuff.
0: No, no. There's... yeah, and you know what? There's no way... You can also tell a lot of these stories without making it like so that kids can't watch it. Right. And it has to be okay for kids. There's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. But though you could definitely tell, and this might be just a product of it having it on Cartoon Network, and right when Clone Wars first started, they kind of had to ease their way into what they're storytelling. They're on... You know, they're broadcasting on public television. So they start out the first two seasons a little kiddish. Same thing happened with Rebels. That first season... Yep. A little kiddish, right? It's just a little bit, it's, it's, you could, ta- you're watching, you're like, all right, I'm enjoying this, and it's got connections, but it just feels like it's meant for kids. Season two and on of Rebels, season three and on of Clone Wars, Are you kidding? Yep. Even season one of Bad Batch, actually. I feel like they were able, there were a couple episodes that were a little bit more, you know, kid-centric, you could tell, but there was an overall tone that I think they got right that was a little darker. Oh, um, yeah. you say what you want, and I think the Bad Batch has its ups and downs, but overall, I think it's good, and I think that they can do a darker tone in an animation, and I plead, Mike, is it hoping for too much in 2022? Is it? Is it that we just... It doesn't even have to come out in 2022. I mean, like, an announcement. Come on.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I hope so. I really hope so.
0: When's D23? Let me look this. When's D23? D23. Come on. It's, uh... What is this? Anaheim D23. That <laughs> no, doesn't tell me anything. D23 Expo. Because cause you got you to, gotta, I feel like Disney now likes to, Disney likes to keep it in-house now. Right? So they do all of um
1: Are we getting a, a, a Star Wars celebration this year? I feel like we are.
0: Oh, I are think so, be? right? Because after they, supposedly after that, they, um after they postponed the last one. Yeah. They canceled the last one and moved it. Um, It says April in Chicago, but those tickets are, I think that's all just, I think that's still, I, no, God, I don't even know. No, it's 2019. Oh, here we go. Um, Moved up. It's May 26th to the 29th.
1: Okay. So, Um, I mean, it's up to an announcement then as well.
0: We could, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be their Star Wars Celebration. They're gonna keep it in house. They don't do the Comic Con right. announcements anymore. They yeah, don't they don't, do, yeah, they don't, don't do that. Yeah. No, they they'll do that for Marvel just because it's such a it's a bigger, uh, it's a it's a more mainstream brand. But yeah, Star Wars Celebration or D twenty three. So Star Wars Celebration is May twenty sixth to so the twenty ninth, and then D twenty three is these is uh three four months later, September ninth, tenth, and eleventh. So um, I'm hoping. Man, I feel like the both of us, and this 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 episode just became a High Republic love fest. But I feel like the both of us. This is this is my favorite era of storytelling in Star Wars. That's just it. It's, it's just funny because it.
1: I, I, I literally was just telling my brother, um, I feel like there is, and I, I I put the movies in a whole other category. So the movies to me are in just an entirely separate category. But there's Old Republic, and then there's this for me, like. Oh. Because, but, because I still have to, uh, they're, they're setting a lot of things up that I feel like I still want to see a payoff for in the, for the High Republic. But so far, everything has been great. Um, so, this has
0: been the, the best stuff. By far the, the best stuff that's I, come out recently. I think it has. It's the most, because they, you're right, the movies get very, very much feel like their own separate category. Like I just you can't really compare them to uh, yeah. the more expansive storytelling options. So that was the old republic and the stuff that you know, I didn't read a lot of that legends stuff, but the old republic had a Correct. lot of content in it. Um between the two Knights of the Old Republic games, between the comic books and the novels, the the MMO. There's a ton of storytelling yeah. in the Old Republic. Um and then you have the High Republic, you have the Clone Wars, right? You have and then you can talk about different eras right you have the in between three and four really is its own era because you have so many different comics um that are set during that well more stuff has been set during that time like rebels rogue one although i know we talked about different movies but this i it's the most expansive and cohesive out of all of them i think even any of them it's the most expansive because even with clone wars it still was like yes there was a Obviously, more than just two people, more than George Lucas and Dave Filoni, but those were the two ringmasters. You know, it was mostly those two people storytelling. So there was a little bit of a limit, not a complete limitation, but there was a limitation. Here, there's just limitless possibilities, and we're getting more authors. We're getting more authors, and it all ties in like no other era Star Wars has. Like, they're all interconnected. It's this giant canvas that's all connected in a way that we haven't seen before.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is this is just kind of on on just an entirely different level of just like you said, cohesive um, quality, like consistently very high quality storytelling and characterization. And and just and again, like you like, like I feel like we say this every week, unfortunately, but it's just comforting (laughs) to know that there is an end like destination they have the path is set um no pun intended for the high, the paths in our republic but the path is set for where they want to go and it's just it's just we're in the we're in the roller coaster strapped in and we're just experiencing what it is and it's all great so it's like it's it's rare that you have such a good experience
0: <laughs> i don't think i've seen one negative thing and the star wars fandom is filled with a bunch of negativity yeah, it but is a lot I lie. don't think I've seen, outside of people upset about the vast amount of representation that has that that we yeah. have gotten in, the actually the most amount of representation in any Star Wars whatsoever. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. honestly, on both, 20, both on both the writing side, but also on the movie side and Star Wars side. Listen, I love the I love the shows, but there's a clear lack of diversity. Star Wars has been written yeah. exclusively. Except for, I believe I read today, except for Rick Fumiyama, who did a couple episodes of The Mandalorian. He wrote and directed. Star Wars has actually been majority written by white guys.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's That's
0: it. So there was a lack of representation behind. There was a lack of diversity behind the scenes. And then also, in the movies, there was a lack of representation and lack of diversity. We got more in The Clone Wars. But in The High Republic, oh, everything. Diversity, right? Queer, LGBTQ, everything that 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 really speaks to so many different kind of people it's the most diverse most well-represented era in star wars again both in the stories but also behind
1: yes absolutely They're The writers
0: yes. it's the it's literally this is the blueprint for any kind of publishing initiative i think going forward anything and
1: i feel like this i feel like this has so, the potential to be to go beyond publishing that's why i feel like they uh, it's so good that they have plans to do more in this era cuz cuz this could be cuz they have such a, a solid framework just the groundwork has already been set for something that could really be great and really connect to people um and they just have to use it just listen to the fans
0: and use it i think that's i think cool. they will I think they've demonstrated, and I, you know, listen, barring a major disaster, I don't think from the time that they've had to be able to plan this, and then the planning that we evidently are seeing, Mm -hmm. I don't think they're going to completely botch the finale. Maybe because finales just tend to be hard, right? It's just hard for anyone to nail down a finale um, after years of storytelling. That's hard. But Mm -hmm. I really think that they will land it. I truly think they'll land it. Yeah. And now I think that Star Wars Lucasfilm in general has a blueprint for how to go forward with both the movies yes. and and to go forward in time and back. If they yes. want to start the whole if they want to start the old republic again, this is that blueprint. This is that way for them to do it in a way that is connected. They can still pick and choose nice. things that they want from expanded universe but they are able to, to give us stories on an interconnected weave that could be just as grand. you think about all the, the can you imagine, like, what is it, the Sith Wars and everything and, and having all this stuff in the older public? Oh, man. There, there's just, the, there's so much that, and then same thing with the movies going forward and tying it into your material that's coming out. The one thing about the Star Wars material now, right, if you're reading the Star Wars ongoing, the Darth Vader ongoing, it's filling in the blanks. It's, right it wasn't around when the stuff came out so it's filling in the blanks and they're great the current darth vader comic by greg pack fantastic charles soul and star is great i've loved dr afra um you know i don't love bounty hunters comic but that's more a personal taste thing but they they do they do great job of filling the gaps but in terms of when you're going forward and you're like okay in 12 in 15 years we want to pick up i don't know however many years after rise of skywalker Right? We want to start, we want to finally do another movie past that. This is your chance to to get it right. To show what having a planning committee and tying it into all of your... You want to make everything matter? This is the chance to literally make everything that you write matters. And to do it in such a great way. I'm sorry, I just, I went on. I apologize. I that, But I am, the possibilities are so exciting.
1: Yeah, no, yeah, I know. Yeah, I 100% agree. Yeah, I, I just, I can't wait. I'm just waiting and hoping to, to hear more good news. <laughs>
0: oh my. Um, I, so, yeah, we got really off track and uh, I'll blame myself because I had to go to the Charles Soul thing and then we just went back and forth. So, um, my fault. But this, uh, this has been, and you know what, we haven't even, we haven't even touched Fallen Star and this is how excited we're getting. We haven't even talked about what that could mean for the future and like everything and how I'm already
1: dude i'm already taking so many notes
0: oh my goodness you um, got to see the notes i took like i think i wrote like a a, a chapter by chapter summary that i got to i got to i'm going to share it with you it'll make it easier for us to look at for the next episode but sure. i did like a chapter by chapter i didn't cool. actually do chapter by chapter but i have so many notes on what happened that
1: notes and i'm just like there's so many questions which is why i'm just like how are they going to answer all these questions
0: i don't then, know like,
1: in a way that I'm I'm happy with. I don't know. I'm just like I don't know. I'm just like I, I don't even know. I don't know.
0: And they're going back in time 150 years, I meaning everything that happens now, we're going to kind of have to not get answers to. I know. Like that's just it. We're going to have to wait. If if we go and look at phase 1 is what a year and a half because January to August cuz August or October whenever is this year is when phase 2 will start. That means right. another we're, we're going to have to wait like two years for any of the answers that you're hoping for. I hope you know that.
1: Yeah, it's just, yeah, this is, I don't know.
0: It's crazy. No, like I said last week, that's confident storytelling. That's knowing yeah, exactly yeah. what you are what you want to tell and how you want to tell it.
1: Yeah, I know. Oh my gosh. Just,
0: <sighs> that's but... exciting. Oh, our, our Fallen Star discussion is going to be great. Um, but we'll get there. In the meantime, uh, this has been our episode on Mission to Disaster by Justine Ireland. It also became an episode about the High Republic in general and and just how excited we are. We kind of geeked out, um, as is in the name of the show, but we really, really hardcore geeked out over the High Republic and Star Wars in general. Uh, So hopefully you enjoyed that. Um, If you were looking for just high, you know, mission to disaster stuff, at least most of that stuff, most of it was in the first half. So, uh, you know, you could uh, turn us off if you really don't want to hear us geek out. But I hope you enjoyed listening to us geek out. I hope you enjoyed us just professing our love for Star Wars because that is what we do. We love Star Wars. We love talking about it. Um, Shamari, as always, it's been a pleasure. Where can people find you, my dude?
1: Yes, as always, definitely, definitely, definitely a pleasure. Um, you can find me. Uh, I actually have a separate podcast called The Imperial Broadcast. Um, you, can, you can find uh, me. That's, and that's in the New Generation Podcast Network. That's NU Generation Podcast Network. Uh, really anywhere you listen to podcasts. So just search that and you'll be able to find my other star Wars podcasts. I do with my brother and Zach does make appearances on that as well. Occasionally. And and he will be back on (laughs) as has been requested. Um, uh, But yeah, you can definitely find that as well. Um, And he will be back on soon as well. And, um, and uh, yeah, so definitely look that up.
0: Listen, man, our friendship goes back a few years, right? But, this show has given us the chance to really just just really get into the nitty gritty of Star Wars. And I'm, I'm very appreciative of that.
1: Oh, um, yeah.
0: Very appreciative.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, if you have like what you heard, like I said at the beginning, please subscribe, follow wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Amazon, Spotify. It means the world to us. It means the world to us that you're listening at all. Uh, we hope that you come away a little bit more excited about Star Wars. Uh, Tune in for our next episode, which probably next week, barring anything uh, major happening where we will finally go into Fallen Star. Full spoilers. It's been a couple weeks since it's released, so that has Shamari and I giddy with excitement and dread. Um, Yes. And (laughs) uh, (laughs) that has been our show, and we will see you next time.